Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for Dima Live, the number one radio show in the private service industry. Dima Live is a radio show that allows private service professionals to discuss topics that pertain to their industry. Now, here are your hosts, Dima National President Matthew Hack and private service professional DJ Haverkamp. Hello and welcome back to Dima Live. Dima Live is an interactive online radio show intended to bring private service professionals, product suppliers, principals, and recruitment agencies together to discuss topics of interest to the high net worth service industry. Dima Live is produced by the Domestic Estate Management Association a professional trade association with a mission to serve those that serve others. Our website is www.domesticmanagers.com. If you'd like to chat with us online or with other listeners during the live show, you can do so by registering at the blogtalkradio.com website. If you'd like to submit questions for our guests, please feel free to text those questions to 313-404-3998. Once again, that number to text your questions is 313 313- Four zero four three nine nine eight. My name is Matthew Hack, and I'm the president of the Domestic Estate Management Association. I'll be your host today, and I will be joined by my co-host, DJ Haverkamp, a private service professional based in New York. We've chosen our first topic to kick off the year of 2017 as a skills development, and it's for personal career skills development. And to discuss this topic, we've asked David Gonzalez from the Domestic Placement Network and EstateJobs.com and Donna Shannon of Personal Touch Career Services to join us. But first, before we go and introduce them, let me go ahead and bring on my co-host, DJ. Happy New Year to you, and I hope the uh, holiday season was enjoyable. Hi, Matt. Great to be with you again. Uh, I had a very, very nice holiday season this year. I was able to go out to Kansas and visit my family for a week or so. I'm very excited about the new year coming up. Excellent, excellent. Well, that is great to hear. And, uh, DJ, I'm excited for the year ahead of us. And and some of the goals that we've been discussing for the podcast, uh, it's been exciting to see how our listenership has been steadily growing over the past year. And we first started doing the podcast. It was a new experience for both of us. And as we've gone on, we've had to develop new skills to help improve the show. And that kind of got me thinking about important building, uh, how important building new skills is uh, in just about any endeavor that we do in our lives. Our guests today were uh, speakers at last year's annual convention in Scottsdale. David and Shannon uh, and, um, and uh, Donna have both been longtime friends of DEMA, and I think their roles uh, leading a recruiting agency and giving career development and resume writing advice give them a unique perspective on the importance of uh, skill development in the private service industry. So without further ado, Donna, welcome to uh, DEMA Live. Well, thank you very much. It's great to be here. And, and David, uh, as always, uh, you're, uh, you're a return uh, veteran here on DEMA Live, so uh, thanks for taking the time to uh, come back on and help us kick off the uh, new year. Well, thanks for having me back. It's uh, a great format, and uh, it's nice to have kind of the open dialogue that we, we don't really get the time to 
dedicate to each person we speak to every day. So uh, thanks again. Oh, no, no worries. And uh, I'm, I'm excited. Um, I just want to say, you know, to both of you, how grateful we are that you guys take time out of your day to discuss with us your ideas and, and share some of the skill development uh, thoughts uh, that we're going to be talking about today. So we'd like to start by giving our listeners a chance to get to know our guest a little bit. So if we could have um, uh, David kick us off here and, and tell us a little bit about your background and uh, what your experiences have been in the uh, private service industry, please. Well, I'll, I'll try to keep it short. Everybody has long stories, I'm sure, for their whole past. But uh, the, in a nutshell, uh, I've always been in the service game. I uh, spent about 12 years in retail growing up, and I've worked for a high-end brand, uh, including Polo on Madison Avenue. And that led me into uh, a completely random encounter where I ended up going to work as a personal assistant and house manager for a friend down in Florida. Uh, he was around the the television and radio business, and I helped him both on a personal level and a business level. And um, as that drew to a close, uh, as most jobs do, I was looking for a new career when we were out in L.A. Uh, and ended up finding the agency side of the business. Uh, it turned out that my skills had uh, kind of brought me to a perfect combination to help other people get in and be successful in service careers. Uh, during that time, I also developed the job board called estatejobs.com, and that's going strong to this day. Uh, it seems to be one of the main tools for people looking for jobs in the service industry, and it, and it continues to give me a unique perspective on, on how that's taking place in the business. Absolutely, and I think that uh, what you get, what, what you're offering to the uh, private service industry is is a huge piece in the success for a lot of private service professionals um, who are currently DEMA members. I know that they all speak extremely highly of you and and your endeavors here in the private service industry. Uh, Donna, what what can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So my background is I started off in human resources and recruiting, um, actually as a corporate recruiter first. And then in 2005, I was hired in the recruitment office for Starkey International for household management out here in Denver. Stayed there for a couple of years, which was a great experience because I learned a lot about the industry because it was a school. Um, then in 2011, I started doing my business full-time I work not only with private service professionals, but corporate clients as well. But uh, we are kind of unique in serving the private service industry as there's very few career coaches and resume writers and LinkedIn profile development that deal specifically with the private service industry. It's different than the corporate environment just because of the personal nature of the side of service itself. Oh, yeah. And I was recipient of the 2014 DEMA Educator because I believe in educating my clients uh, about the whole job search process, not just here's your resume, good luck. So that's me. Excellent, excellent. Well, that you, you definitely um, come highly recommended. I've had several of our membership that have used you. Um, I'm constantly referring them over to you, especially uh, new people that come into the industry that are looking to maybe make an adjustment uh, to their resume so that they can make sure they capture all of the skill sets because not a lot of people realize that 
when you're working out in the civilian world versus the private service industry world, uh, a lot of those um, opportunities will actually cross over and those skills cross over. So um, that kind of leads us into um, today's discussion. So David, let's go ahead and start with you. Uh, in your role as a headhunter, what kinds of skills are you looking for in your candidates that you're trying to place? That's a great question, Matt, and, and probably the core of what we do uh, as recruiters. We're looking for people that are going to be successful uh, and, and basically figure out how we determine that in advance uh, without having worked with a person or, or been there you know, on site while they were working. Um, and I, I would probably just divide it up into two categories. One would be baseline is what I'd call it, um, you know, the, the basics of who these people are in skills and characteristics. And that would include things like uh, have they been in service? Um, are they good at serving others? Can they, put, can they set their own needs and wants and desires apart from the service that they're providing? Uh, how are they in terms of presentation? Do they have the right look and feel to make others comfortable while they're delivering uh, the types of services that we do in private service? Uh, a huge thing for me is communication. Especially in your primary language, are you an effective communicator? Do you have good written skills? Do you have good verbal skills? Um, do people understand you? Do you have a heavy accent? Uh, all of these things are, are developed skills over time that are crucial for a service position. Uh, a second language might be something of interest as well. Um, the, the other category would be job specific. So depending on what type of actual position a person is after, whether it's uh, an executive housekeeper, whether it's a personal assistant, or whether it's an estate manager, you're going to go through an extensive list of the common skills for that setting and then drill it down all the way to the specifics that an employer is asking for in that position. And we can certainly get into uh, much more of the job-specific stuff as we, as we talk about um, the different skill areas. But that's how I would define it. Baseline skills that are all about who you are as a person and a communicator, job-specific are all of the skill sets that you bring to a particular role. Okay, excellent. Donna, I, obviously we have a limited amount of time here, and, and we want to just jump right into the, the meat of this topic. So um, I believe in, the, the talk, in talking with you in the past that we talked a little bit about some of the skill assessment uh, that you do uh, when working and in, in coaching in the clients and candidates that come to you. Could you touch on some of the general areas that you have individuals um, evaluated in and that way, you know, I think that that helps you consider what their strengths and weaknesses are. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So one of the things that we put our clients through when we're creating a new resume or profile for them is a very comprehensive self-assessment of the skills. And a lot of times that's looking at those technical kind of skills that David's talking about. But some of the things that we're seeing grow and definitely need to be developed in almost every candidate that we speak with is some of the basic things. Um, David touched on the communication skills. And I would say the communication, that's also learning fluidity, right? Because with communication, you need to be able to communicate in the principal's desired form. 
text-driven and you're not sure how to send a text from your cell phone, obviously you need to upgrade those skills, right? Um, adding in a second language, you know, Spanish or uh, depending on the area that you're in is always a great skill to add because I know from doing a recruitment before, and I'm sure David can you know, reiterate that as well, being able to communicate with the staff members on the principal's behalf is very important, especially if there's a language barrier going on. We highly encourage people to increase their skills in is the computer skills. Uh, in the 10 years that I've been working with candidates and getting them ready for you know, interviews or just going on to a job, the need for computer skills has only grown and that's going to continue to increase. And that includes the mobile devices and as well as working on a laptop. And I can't tell you the number of people who think, oh, I have a tablet, so I'm going to run my entire job search off of this. And then they find they can't even edit a Word document that we send to them. That's a major barrier to the job search. So being able to deal with documentation the way that the agency wants it as well as communicating with principals is very important. And they can just kind of even see a glimmer of that when they're working with us and getting their documents completed. Um, along the lines, social media has continued to grow. So even if you don't have a presence on LinkedIn or Facebook, you need to learn it also to help protect your principals because there's so much that gets revealed in in social media, and if you're not aware of what's going on, how can you protect all of your principal's interests? If, say, for example, you have a housekeeper who's doing a live Facebook walking through the house to show off all the fine art because they're so impressed, that's not okay. And if you're not familiar with what Facebook Live is, that's something that you need to learn about because it's uh, an issue in your next position. Yeah, Don and David, I, I think it's really interesting what you guys are saying. I I think that from my experiences in talking to a lot of folks who work in private service here at our chapter in New York, that one of the things I see is that to be successful in a career in private service, that you really do need to have a broad and pretty diverse set of skills. And it's a little bit different than working, say, in a corporate environment when you work in private service. But I think that's really one of the things that I love about being in private service is the fact that it is kind of diverse and it really makes the days very interesting. But I guess I would ask you guys, if if I was a person who was trying to figure out, like, what my skills were and what I need to work on, how would you recommend somebody do an assessment of their current state and, and, and kind of determine how much or what they might need to develop as they move forward? Donna, let's start with you. So I think it's really important to look at sources outside of yourself when doing the assessment. So, for example, when we send our questionnaire, which is it's a 10-page questionnaire, but, you know, like the last eight pages is all this self-assessment. And we dive really deep into what each one of these skills entail. Like, for example, I'll have somebody tell me they're a good cook or that they're chef quality, even though they're not chef trained. And then we send them the questionnaire, and it literally in the section talks about, do you know 
all of these different styles of cooking and we run through each and every type and it's like are you familiar with this type of formal service russian plated english buffet tray service and then all these people who say oh i was chef quality suddenly come back and there's like maybe one third of those skills that are indicated in the assessment itself it's like all right if you're really going to say that you're a chef you need to up your game because there was two-thirds of this that you don't even have in your core competencies. Mm-hmm. David, how would you, you know, I, what would you do? Yeah, I would just <clears throat> piggyback on some of the things Donna was talking about with the, with the assessment of computer skills and social media skills and communication skills. Uh, and I would just say, you know, the old adage, you don't know what you don't know, is, is very accurate here. Um, one thing I would recommend is just go ahead and start getting into a learning environment because most people, even if they think they know what they're doing, they are not familiar with the areas that they haven't seen before. So if you were to go to, let's call it a, uh, you know, a household management course for two weeks, no matter how good you are or how experienced you think you've been, you're going to encounter things that blow you out of the water that you have no idea uh, even exist, let alone have a have a basic skill set in. So that that would be my core advice: is you should always be learning, you should always be reading, you should always be assessing things that you don't know, uh, and you can only do that by diving in. And let me let me add in there real quick, DJ. That's something that's extremely important for everyone in this industry to remember: is that. Um, even in other industries, uh, even like, for example, in the teaching industry, those teachers are constantly getting uh, and taking new courses on how to teach and, and how to communicate and how to educate. And, you know, even the, the most educated uh, uh, private service professional, uh, no matter how many years they've been in the industry, just to be able to go and, and take one of these courses, um, to be able to go and, and meet, you know, with the Savant reps or the Lutron reps or, you know, anybody like that. Um, constant education is a good, a very good thing, and it, it just helps um, keep everyone on the top of their game. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, Matt, one of the things that I see is that 50 to 100 years ago, when you worked in private service, you came up through the ranks, and you were trained, and you had a, you were the under butler, and you were trained by a head butler, and so you had years of mentoring that you developed that really help you hone your craft. Now in our modern society, very oftentimes people are thrown into an estate management position and they have no background and no experience and they're just figuring it out as they go. And I just think that one of the things, and especially that DEEM is offering, is, is the ability to help develop those skills. And that's why I'm really excited to be a part of the organization. But as I think about the skill sets that we kind of are needing to work on, I think they kind of like like David and Donna were saying before, sort of fall into three different categories, and those are those hard skills, which are the skills to actually do your job, the soft skills, which Donna was mentioning before, the communication skills, the computer skills, all of those things that would apply to no matter what job you were doing. But I think, too, the managerial side of it, which is very oftentimes where I see a lot of folks crash and burn, and those are the things like being able to administer human resources and training staff and managing a financial budget. And so I would ask our, our, our guest today if 
and I think one of the things that we really want to encourage our membership to do and our listeners to do is to develop a plan for developing their own personal development. How how would you guys approach if if you were somebody trying to make a plan for your own growth? How would you go about doing that? David, let's start with you. That is a, a very large question. Um, <laughs> yeah, what I right. would do is try. I mean, I'd really try to break it down. Um, as as we're all talking here, what we find out is, especially in private service, you're trying to be on the cutting edge of understanding and performing services in all of the elements of a person's high-end lifestyle. And that is, I mean, that's so expansive, it's, it's hard to uh, really break it down into particulars. But that's what you have to do. I, I would literally take the job that I was thinking about being in or that I currently do, whether it's a personal assistant or an estate manager, and I would try to make the most comprehensive list possible of the skills and service areas that I'm going to be required to be an expert. Once you have that broken out, uh, you can start to group the activities and put them into categories that you can target specific education for. But that's really the way to do it is you take the ideal elements of the role that you're after, break it down into categories, and, and you can work that process backwards into what do I need to know step one through step infinity, we'll call it, uh, in order to develop the skills in each of those areas. Mm -hmm. Donna, what are your thoughts? So part of it is just paying attention to what is going on in the world and in general. Like, for example, uh, there's been massive changes in human resources law that all kicked in, in on January 1st. And that's layered not only on the state level, but on the federal side as well. And there's been changes specific into domestic staff. So if you're not paying attention to the news and if you're not, you know, working outside of your bubble within like the estate itself, you may not be aware of those kind of changes. Another thing that I like to point out when we're talking about that whole professional development is maybe take a look at what's going on with the family that you serve. What stages of life are they moving into? Especially if you're planning on staying with this family for a long time. So it's like, are they, they're settling down, the children are starting to go to school, so they want to have a more uh, stationary place as opposed to before when they were younger and didn't have kids, they were doing a lot of traveling. Because that's a very different skill set that you need to manage that estate. Similarly, if they're now empty nesters and they want to do a major remodel on the estates while they travel the world once again, that's something that you have to adapt to. And it's like, all right, I need to get on board with uh, technologies when it comes to doing the renovations and how do we make sure that mm -hmm. this happens. Right. That we yeah. can keep the budget in control. So it's like looking ahead, not just in the next few months, but on that two to five years and where are your principles going to be and what do you need to do to make sure you're still relevant for those needs. So, so speaking of looking ahead, Donna, that kind of leads into to the, next, uh, the next piece that I wanted to talk about, which is, you know, so many times I, I, I will talk with private service professionals and, and they may be currently employed 
They may be considering leaving that position and moving into uh, a new home because they want more challenges or they just want a, a change of scenery. Um, and then I also talk with private service professionals that are maybe directly brand new to the industry. And there are always people that I like to direct, um, you know, to you, as I'm sure you're well aware of, um, to do, you know, a little bit of a breakdown of where they're currently at with their skill sets. Um, then how do you rewrite the resume to reflect what their skill sets are uh, from a um, private service standpoint? And then when it goes into the next phase, which is basically how a private service professional develops the skills that they're going to need in that next position, that next role that they're going to take. Um, could, could, could you share um, a, a ways that you've developed um, skills uh, that, that have been helpful in, um, in your own career as, as you move forward here and you've made the change? Some of the, way, some of the things that you've done, Donna, uh, to, to make a change and, and really self-educate yourself. So I do get involved with professional development, and there's a couple of avenues that I use. And number one, I am actually involved in groups that are on LinkedIn, and one specifically for what I do. So not just like the DEMA group on LinkedIn. I'm also in one for career development and for resume writers and career coaches. Is I will pay attention to the articles that are getting posted, to find out what are the latest trends coming up. What are the things that I need to be aware of in my industry and how things are evolving? And just even doing that quick scan, because I hear this all the time. People go, oh, I want to learn this, but I don't have time to like go do a four-week household management certification course. It's like start small, always be learning. And it only takes like 30 seconds to check your email digest from you know the DEMA group on LinkedIn, I already read all these articles, takes no more time than that. Because sometimes you'll see an article about, oh, here's this great new trend. I don't know anything about this. I'm going to go take an online class, do it self-directed, and learn about it. And there's actually a, a great website I'd like to point out. It's called udemy.com, U-D-E-M-Y.com. And it's all classes, very video-heavy, self-directed, and affordable. So if there's like you don't know how to use Microsoft Outlook, go take a course on Udemy. And it's not like having to take weeks and weeks out of your time just to build up those single skills once you've identified what you need. Can, hey, Donna, can you uh, say that website one more time for our listeners? Sure. U to me, U-D-E-M dot com. U-D-E-M-Y dot com. Right. Okay, excellent. So, David, what are some of the things that you've done? I mean, because obviously you're, you're over in, in the placement side, so I'm sure that you've got to also stay up with the, the current trends in the um, human resource development area. So what – what what have you done for, for your uh, continuing training? Well, uh, this is a real hot-button issue for me. I, I would say this, you know, could take a whole web series if we were to put the time into it. But uh, any kind of self-development and career development uh, begins with exactly what Donna is saying. 
uh, take a look at an area that may be of interest to you, may be pertinent to your your life, your lifestyle, your career, uh, all of the above, and always be learning. Uh, some of my favorites, of course, are reading. Uh, I'm always con- I'm always in a book. Uh, I like challenging topics that that go counter to my viewpoints. Uh, I'm I'm on podcasts regularly that I, that I'm listening to and subscribe to. Uh, some that are uh, again uh, along the lines of the things that I like to do and I agree with, uh, and many that have opposing views. Um, it, it's just a matter of keeping up with what are the current trends in the topics that are going to improve you and push you forward. Uh, I also just think of a career uh, with the approach of a of what might be like a professional athlete. You have to kind of back every back down every action into a plan of what do I need to do on a day-by-day or an hour-by-hour basis to be at my peak performance when it's time to be on stage. And with the professional service provider, uh, these things are so relevant. I mean, if you're not up-to-date on your communication skills, your computer skills, your personal health and hygiene, all of these things that give you the energy and the skill sets to deliver your best performance, especially when you're getting paid for it as a career, if you're not always considering that, uh, you're not one of the stars in the business. And, and that's really who we're speaking to here is, is people who want to become that top level provider in whatever it is they choose to do. Uh, so it, it, it all revolves around this topic, in my opinion. Okay, excellent. And speaking of one of the stars in this business, DJ, um, we uh, we want to get you back involved here in this discussion. So can you can you try and include a, a nugget for uh, of advice for our supplier uh, vendor members? Anything that you would suggest for them as far as their um, development in in the skills area? Yeah, I think one of the great things about DEMA is that we do bring in the folks who are involved with supplying that we work with as suppliers, and I think for them, like skills development amongst their staff is also incredibly important and critical. Um, two areas that I would say if I were a product supplier to the high net worth industry and I had a staff that I was working with would be, one, know your product. Really know your product so that you can speak about it and really are, have a very good understanding of your product. But the other thing I think is to train the staff to understand what gracious living is about. Because when you work in a high net worth home, usually it's a it's a different environment in that it's graciousness and gracious living is really being cultivated there. And so when you come in as a service employee, having that sense of graciousness and how to uh, handle yourself in that environment is really going to make the difference between success and failure. Even if you have a great product, I think just having that mindset of living in a gracious environment is really important in success in that regard. Those would be my two nuggets. Okay, excellent. Thanks for, uh, for for sharing those. I know I kind of might have blindsided you on that, but uh, no, so no, it's all right. Yeah. What what uh, what we do uh, on every show is I just would like to you know it is a new year. Um, we've got some great new pieces that we're developing and working with. Um, I know, for example, that uh, um, David and Dima are going to be moving forward on a, on a new endeavor together where. Uh, we're going to be able to do um, some uh, some discounts uh, because we're all working together uh, to better uh, serve the industry uh, as a team and in uh, a cohesive unit. So that's that's an exciting piece for us here in 2017. It will be rolling out. Um, 
we also have a new website that we're going to be uh, uh, unveiling here within the next, uh, hopefully here uh, towards the, the end of the month. We're, we're pretty darn close. We've been working uh, in conjunction with a, a lot of our membership um, with regards to things that they wanted to see that are new, especially when we're talking about education. Um, so we're going to have, uh, we have some new pieces uh, that will be coming out and, and hopefully, uh, you know, make the ease of maneuvering around the website a little bit easier. Um, we have the convention that we announced, uh, which will be in Orlando uh, in September, and we're feverishly working on that uh, and getting the speakers uh, set up for that, as well as uh, we're going to have some great uh, sponsors there as well. So we're definitely excited about, about that. And as always, we've got some, uh, some January meetings that are coming up. So if you'd like to come and uh, meet some uh, local private service professionals that are in your market, you can certainly do that. Uh, January the 23rd, we have a meeting in Palm Beach. The 24th, we have a meeting in Miami. January 25th, we have uh, two meetings going on, one in Chicago and one in San Diego. And we wrap everything up on the 31st uh, in New York. So we've got some, uh, some meetings and some opportunities out there for everyone to be able to become involved on a local uh, chapter level. So we're really excited about everything that we have um, coming up here for the, for the new year. And DJ, you and I are feverishly working on getting all of our topics and the future speakers uh, engaged, right? So um, we are some exciting things coming. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that that's one of the passions uh, for D, uh, for DJ and myself is we just want to keep making the show better for you guys and uh, um, bring on really good, strong uh, presenters who have a strong knowledge of, of the uh, of the information that we're talking about. So. With that, let's go ahead and get back to the show here and, and get back to these, uh, these great guests that we have on the show today. So one of the things that DEMA is doing is working to encourage professionalism and, and develop standards in the private service industry. We've been asking all of our guests to share with us their thoughts on professionalism and how, how they think that um, uh, how, how that works from a gift-giving um, perspective you know how does how does that make them look from a professional standpoint so david let's go ahead and kick it off with you what what are your thoughts on professionalism and and how um how these private service professionals can be perceived from a professional uh, better from a professional standpoint well i think it goes back to some of the stuff we were already talking about number one is are are you continuing to develop and are you showing improvement uh, a lot of people in our business we uh, stay in regular contact with through the years and hopefully everyone gets a great long time job and we never see them until they retire, but that's usually not the case. So every time a person comes around and we work with them again in the agency side of the business, uh, we want to see, you know, what have they learned? Where have they been? How are they developing professionally? So it's an overall growth type of measurement uh, that shows us that someone is serious about their career and that they are a true professional. And then on the other side, uh, just like you've asked about maybe gift giving um, reflects a certain professionalism. It, I think all of the social etiquette and the way you conduct yourself in the environment, even behind the scenes, either during your job hunt or just in professional networking, really says a lot about who you are uh, as a professional. You know, are you are you keeping good protocols? Are you being friendly but not familiar? Are you, you know, really being thoughtful about how you use any of these social or networking tools 
as opportunities to uh, to truly show your best side in service. Absolutely, and I I I wanted to just kind of jump in there real quick, David, and, and just comment on that because it's amazing to me how much of a difference it, it makes to actually sit down and jot a quick hand thank you note um, when you get an opportunity to meet someone. Uh, at least when I'm traveling, I try to do as much as I can, but to actually send a handwritten note saying how much you appreciated that person taking time out of their schedule, you know, to, to meet with you uh, while you were in town or to, to meet with you to do the interview process. Um, you know, handwritten notes go a long way versus just a quick uh, uh, email or an even quicker text message. I think everyone falls into the quick text message. Hey, that was great. Thanks. Uh, and, um, you know, handwritten notes definitely, I, in my opinion, are, are a huge piece towards uh, uh, showing yourself as a professional. What, what are your thoughts on that, Donna? Oh, I'd agree. Absolutely. And, you know, in corporate environments, it's really shocking, but of only 10 to 15 percent of people who get a face-to-face interview bother to send a thank you note. And in private service, that would be deplorable. And then I still see a lot of people who are not sending those thank you notes. And it's not just because it's nice. It's not just because it's professional. It's so that you stay top of mind with the people that you've met with, whether it was a recruiter, the principals themselves, or even just a top supplier or a um, estate manager who took a like an hour to meet with you and talk about what they do over coffee. Yeah, that's, that's great advice, Donna. That's excellent. Real quick before we go, we're running out of time. We're going to be out of uh, time shortly, but I wanted to see if you could, before the show, we were talking about the 70-20-10 rule that mm-hmm. pertains to um, personal development. I was wondering if you could just share with our listeners some of the basics of that concept. Okay, so the 70-20-10 rule is a general idea for training and development, and these percentages come from the corporate world, and that being 70% of your skills will be learned on the job, 20% of your skills will come from mentoring and coaching, and 10% of your skills will come from actual training programs. that works fine in the corporate world. It's a little bit hard to apply that to private service because if you're expecting to learn 70% of your skills on the job and you're brand new into private service, who's going to be teaching you those skills? How do you expect Ooh, to learn them right. on the job? <clears throat> you know, and trial and error when you're dealing with somebody's home and their mm-hmm. contents and their lives, that's and that's one reason why, you know, a lot of recruitment agencies want to hire or place people who already have experience. So this is why in private service, I would say that percentage, more emphasis needs to be placed on the mentoring and coaching aspects, as well as mm-hmm. the formal training programs. And that's whether you're going to a household management school, you're doing online, or even tapping into like a regular DEMA meeting we do here in Denver, we try to do an educational presentation in addition to all of the social networking and getting to know each other to help Mm -hmm. make sure that everybody's getting that increase in their skill set. Yeah. Well, and I can't help but tell you that I think the mentoring aspect of what 
we can get through DEMA and being a part of the DEMA membership is an incredible benefit that can come about as a part of being a part of this association. Because finding or making the connection with someone who knows the skill that you're trying to develop is going to save you tons and tons of time if you can find that person that will help you and kind of guide you as you're really trying to develop those skills. So, David, I would just ask, what are your thoughts on the general concept of mentoring and and that aspect of the service industry or private service development? I think you've you've started to hit on it. There's such a missing piece, missing element in the private service world. And and in fact, what I see out in in corporate America in general is we just don't have that apprentice style of learning anymore. Right. Um, And, you know, DEMA is really a great catalyst for this type of change in the business. Um, Bringing people together, like you said, that can discover who the experts are, who the trusted resources are, and and who and how uh, you can move forward with training. I think it's it's vital to be part of something like this. Uh, and you know, mentors come in come into play in every facet of life. You know, if you if you're not looking to role models or people who seem to embody the ideals of anything you're after, whether it's from your personal life onto your professional life. Uh, you're really just not learning or you just don't care. So something like DEMA can can sort of put you in front of or point you toward some of the better players in the areas where you'd like to improve. And uh, I hope a lot of people will will consider that in in not going in alone and and being part of something like this. Yeah, absolutely. And and we we appreciate you saying that, David, because I think that when DEMA was was established, uh, you know, over nine years ago now, there was really not a platform out there uh, for private service professionals um, or even for the the educators and the suppliers and the the people that, that are in this industry to be able to help educate each other. Uh, and so that's really what, what we've worked uh, hard at. And, and that's, I think, why uh, DJ and I are so passionate about the radio show is we want to be able to provide that platform for, for everyone to be able to help educate each other. Um, and that's what this is all about. So um, before we go, uh, we got about three minutes left here in the show. I'd be remiss if I didn't give uh, each, of, uh, each of our guests the opportunity to, um, uh, to share your contact information. So, Donna, as always, ladies first, uh, if you could please provide your contact information in case people want to uh, get together with you um, regarding interview questioning or, or preparation and uh, resume writing uh, skill sets. Sure. So get your pen ready because it's ridiculously long. My uh, company's name is Personal Touch Career Services. Our website's that same thing, personaltouchcareerservices.com. If you want to email me directly, it's Donna at, guess it, personaltouchcareerservices.com. And you can even go onto my website under my contact tab, and you can book a consultation with me directly from the website, too. David, it's your turn. Uh, I would encourage people first to go directly to our websites. Uh, So on the agency side, people looking for employment, uh, it would be david at dpnonline.com. Uh, and again, the website is dpnonline.com. Uh, 
And then the actual job board service that we run is estatejobs.com. So it's E-S-T-A-T-E-J-O-B-S dot com. Uh, through those resources, you're going to find a bunch of different topics and pathways to get to specific information that might already be there uh, or the correct place to contact me directly. Excellent. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. Before we go, um, we have worked out a uh, an opportunity for uh, both principals, if you'd like to uh, help develop your staff or if you're a supplier, um, and even if you're a PSP, we think this guide will help you. It's, it's basically it's a matrix, a skills matrix uh, for individuals um, to kind of show what what your what where your skill sets are and where you're strong at. So if you'd like to see a copy of that uh, skills matrix, uh, we definitely can provide that for you. Please send your email to Matt M A T T at domesticmanagers.com, and we'll send you a copy of that. Uh, with that being said, um, I'd like to thank our guests, Donna and David, for being on the show. And DJ, as always, thank you for uh, joining me and being a, a great co-host. Uh, next week, we will be back uh, on DEMA Live, um, as we will have Christos Fur Salons. We'll be in to discuss a little bit about fur care maintenance uh, and educate us on how a true furrier works. And uh, so that will be an exciting opportunity. As always, if you have any questions about the show or would like to have any additional speakers, please feel free to email us at info at domesticmanagers.com, and we'll do our best to get those particular speakers and topics addressed. As always, I wish all of us a great start on the new year, and I have been your host, Matthew Hack. On behalf of my colleagues and staff at DEMA, thank you for allowing us to continue to serve those that serve others. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.